you grew up in India, it's almost a given that you grew up listening to the stories of Panchatantra. Panchatantra literally translated into the five treatises. Uh, these are children's stories. And as you would expect, there's a lot of animals and human and animal interaction. And of course, there's huge entertainment value. Now, these five treatises are first is the loss of friends. Second is the winning of friends. Third is crows and owls. And fourth is loss of gains. And fifth one is ill-considered action. So these are five treatises. The book was written over some 2200 years ago by Vishnu Sharma. Now who was this person? Uh, nobody really knows. Some people speculate that he might have been a pen name and probably it was written by one person or multiple people. We are not sure about that. But what we do know is that these stories became really popular, especially in the oral traditions. And eventually they transcended the boundaries of India and the subcontinent and reached even in the Persian culture, the Middle East and into the East and became a part of their folklore. So if you have kids at home, I would highly recommend you to get these stories for them. And even if you don't, I would say you should read them. And in fact, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to read out one story from this collection of stories. And the story is called The Unforgiving Monkey. And as I said before, those of you who are from India, I'm pretty much sure that you have read this story or heard this story somewhere. So let's start now. The Unforgiving Monkey In a certain city was a king named Moon who retained some monkeys in his palace for his son's amusement. They were fed well and kept happy for the prince. The king also maintained a herd of rams for his son. One of them was a pest. He entered the kitchen at odd hours and swallowed everything in sight. The cooks would hit him with sticks and ladles, but he never learned. When the chief of monkeys observed this, he reflected, Dear me, if the ram continues to quarrel with the cooks, it will spell destruction for all the monkeys. The ram keeps getting hit by the cooks. What if they find nothing else someday and beat him with a firebrand? The ram would instantaneously catch fire and if he runs into the stable nearby all the horses there will be scorched. The veterinarian would prescribe monkey fat to relieve the horses of their burns and that would spell death for all of us. Having reached this conclusion he assembled all the monkeys and said a quarrel of the ram and cooks 
has lately come about. It threatens every monkey life without a shade of doubt. Because if senseless quarrels rend a house from day to day, the folk who wish to keep alive had better move away. For quarrels and a happy home and slander friendship's story. While evil kings their kingdoms end and meanness manly glory. Let us therefore leave the house and take to the woods before we are all killed. But the conceited monkeys laughed at his warning and said, Oh ho, you are old and are losing your mind. Your words prove it. We have no intention of giving up the delicacies that the prince feeds us with his own hand. Life in the forest is dreadful. The monkey chief grimaced and said, Come on, you fools. You are unable to think matters through. The state of affairs is sweet now, but could turn into poison later. In any case, I am off to the forest, as the proverb says, Blessed are they who do not see death upon the family, friend in trouble, stolen wife, ruin of the nation's life. With these words, the chief left them all behind and departed for the forest. One day, after he had left, the ram entered the kitchen. Finding nothing else handy, the cook picked a blazing firebrand and hit him. With half his body blazing, he rushed into the stable nearby. There he rolled on the ground and the entire stable, made of thatch, was up in flames. Of the horses tethered there, some died and some were burned. In this state of affairs, the saddened king summoned his veterinary surgeons and said, Prescribe some relief for my horses. Recalling what they had learned in school, they said, O king, monkey fat is the recommended prescription to free the horses from the pain of burns. Please bring us monkey fat in large quantities. Otherwise, the horses will perish. The king immediately ordered the slaughter of the monkeys. They were all killed. The monkey chief, who could not bear to see this outrage perpetrated on his kith and kin, nevertheless heard of what had transpired through word of mouth. As the proverb says, If foes commit an outrage on a house and one forgives, be it from fear or greed, he is the meanest man that lives. As the elderly monkey wandered about thirsty, he came to a lake full of beautiful lotuses. As he observed closely, he noticed footprints leading into the lake, but none coming out. Thereupon he reflected, There must be some vicious beast that lives in this water. I will stay at a distance and drink through a hollow lotus stalk. When he had done so, there emerged from the water a man-eating fiend with a pearl necklace on his neck. He said, Sir, I eat everyone who enters the water. You are indeed shrewd 
to think of this unique way to drink water. I have taken a liking to you. Name your heart's desire. Sir, said the monkey, how many can you eat? The fiend replied, I can eat hundreds and thousands of creatures if they enter the water. But outside water, even a jackal can overpower me. And I, said the monkey, I am dying to take revenge on a king. If you give me your pearl necklace, I will arouse his greed somehow and will make that king enter this lake along with all his followers. And the fiend handed over the pearl necklace to the monkey chief. The people of the kingdom then began spotting the monkey roaming over trees and palace roofs with the pearl necklace adorning his throat and they asked him, Well, chief, where were you all this while? Where did you get a pearl necklace like this? Its beauty is dazzling. The monkey answered, In a quiet spot in the forest in a well-hidden lake, a creation of the god of wealth himself. Through his grace, if anyone bathes there at sunrise on a Sunday, he emerges with a pearl necklace on his neck. Word reached the king, and he summoned the monkey and asked him, Is this true? O king, said the monkey, the matchless pearl necklace around my neck is visible proof of this. If you send someone with me, I can show him this miracle firsthand. On hearing this, the king said, In light of these facts, I will come myself with my followers so that we may acquire several such necklaces. O king, said the monkey, that's a brilliant idea. So the king and his followers started for the lake immediately, greedy to acquire the pearl necklaces. The king gave the monkey a tight hug and honored him all along the way. There is wisdom in the saying, The educated and the rich, befooled by greed, plunge into wickedness then feel the pinch of need. The hair grows old with aging years. The teeth grow old, the eyes and ears. But while the aging season speed, one thing is young forever, greed. At dawn, they reached the lake and the monkey said to the king, O king, fulfillment comes to those who enter at sunrise. Please inform all your attendants so they may all enter at the same moment. You must enter with me for I will show you the exact spot where I entered before. So all the attendants entered first and were eaten by the fiend. As they waited, the king said to the monkey, Well, chief, why do my attendants linger underwater? And the monkey hurriedly climbed a tree before saying to the king, You villainous king? Your attendants have been eaten by a fiend who lives in the water. I have finally avenged the horror that you perpetrated on my family. Leave now. I prevented you from entering the lake since you are the king. So just as you plotted the death of my family, I destroyed your followers. 
The king then returned to his palace grief-stricken. When the king had gone, the fiend, fully satisfied, emerged from the water and gleefully recited this verse. Very good, my monkey-o. You won a friend and killed a foe and kept the pearls without a flaw by sucking water through a straw. And that's how the story ends. And uh, this particular story comes from the fifth treatise which is called Ill-Considered Action. And you can see how it proves that point. So there are multiple stories in each one of these treatises. So that's one for today and I hope you'll follow this routine for next many days to come.